0: Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Romans chapter 4. And um, I've been meditating on a subject matter I never taught on before. And. God will do that to you every now and then. You know, it's good to go and look at things um, that you've looked at before. You have to stay strong in what you already know. You have to maintain, the Bible said, add to your faith. So you have to take the things you already know and you have to add to those things. So, um, and then, but there's times he'll let us, you know, the Bible said he'll let us go into some other areas. And sometimes it's not other areas, it's just how you look at it. And, um, and God has him, given me, uh, you can say this subject or this title, and it's called Grace Moments and Grace Events. <laughs> well, somebody's excited right. about it. <laughs> grace Moments and Grace Events. The moment you uh, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and um, believe he's the son of God and God raised him from the dead so that you receive salvation. That's a grace event. Because you could not have gotten saved without somebody reaching you with the gospel. And um, you couldn't have got saved without somebody reaching you with the gospel. And so uh, our lives should be filled with grace moments and grace events. Amen? And, um, and so I, I want to take a look at some, um, you can go get my reading glasses from me, Bradford, on uh, in my desk, and uh, you probably go around the back door. But uh, we want to start looking at this because I begin to realize a person cannot fulfill God's plan for their life without grace moments and grace events. Mm-hmm. What are grace moments? Grace moments are moments that, uh, or events, where the power of God intervenes in your life um, to uh, bring about a redemption um, that you could never realize without, um, um, to bring about a redemption or a manifestation of salvation that could never happen without heaven getting involved in your life. And one way to talk about it is what Dr. Jacob said. He said joining forces with heaven, a grace event, or we could talk about a miracle. A supernatural miracle is supernatural um, intervention in the course of ordinary nature. The last thing you want to have is just an ordinary life. You want a life where the power of God is intervening. Can't use those. Can't um. yeah. <laughs> Phrase the Lord saints. <laughs> you may look in my drawer. <laughs> so we're talking about. We're talking about. Um, supernatural intervention in your life and in order for this church to be everything that God called it to be called it to be it's going to take the supernatural yeah. you cannot fulfill God's plan for your life just living a natural life amen, amen. and he never intended for you to live a natural life um, A divine we can say a grace event is Mary having a baby without knowing a man. Which means, if <laughs> if we gotta if we gotta do it without divine intervention, then we don't get a savior. That's right. We don't get a savior. If uh, uh, a grace event is um, a grace event is Abraham and Sarah having a baby at hundred and at ninety, you don't know nobody. You've never known anybody. <laughs> That had a baby at a hundred years old and at ninety, God is letting us know we can't get this done without Him. Amen. But He's also letting us know He won't do it without us. Amen. Amen. So get ready to get used. Hallelujah. <laughs> so get ready, get ready to get used by God. Amen. And we got to prepare you for. <laughs> we got to prepare you for um, supernatural. Uh, events, or we call them, thank you son, we call them grace events. I call them grace moments and grace event. All real teaching and all real preaching is grace events. We don't want people preaching to us in the, in the natural. It should be a simple supernatural event yeah. that takes place. Yeah. Amen, praise God. Amen. My, and I always talk about the greatest one that ever happened to me. I walked out of Tarrant County Convention Center, Brother Copeland, taught three hours on Thursday night, probably after three days of uh, concluding the fourth day of eight hour teaching. And the Bible said, if you draw nigh to God, He will get close to you. Yeah, right. Amen. You're gonna have a grace event. Yes. Amen. Praise God. And and we talked today at noonday prayer. The church should be desiring the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Amen. Grace events take place because of God's ability working in us and through us and for us and on us. And it only takes place when we want him. Amen. For Abraham to have a grace event, he had to leave his country. He had to leave his kindred. Amen. He had to leave his father. He had to make a, he had to make a decision to obey God. He had to make a decision to obey God. Grace events don't take place in the life of the disobedient because grace events only take place where the will of God is. Amen, you got to be right smack dab in what he wants. He is not going to grace what we want. Amen. 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 He's not going to put the supernatural on our being out of his will. And this is primarily why we don't see the manifestation of the power of God like it should be seen because it requires people to do what he wants them to do. Not what they want to do. It requires them to be where he wants them to be, doing what he wants them to do. Doing what he told him to do. Amen. Now, God has lined up a series of grace events for this church. Hallelujah. Yes, Amen. he did. My God, we get into this thing. <laughs> My, God. <laughs> My God, we get into this thing. I like it when I feel the Holy Ghost yeah, come God. on me and I'm sitting here yeah. talking to you. <laughs> praise God. <laughs> I just got a glimpse. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go over here. I said, Romans, we better go to Colossians. (laughs) So this will help us. Amen. Amen. Turn to Colossians chapter 1. Here, Colossians chapter 1. That'll be a better place to start. Sometimes I have to wait and find the starting place. Thank you, Lord. And um, I like to sometimes know, God, how did I get here? How did I even get to this subject in the first place? And... um, and the way we got here is through uh, Third John 2. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. And then we got in, sorry, talking about prosperity and we got into over in, in the second, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 where he says he wants to make all grace yeah, yeah. abound toward us. Amen, Amen. Amen. praise God. We're talking about all grace. Okay. So that we have all sufficiency and all things may abound unto every good work. Amen. That scripture is based on our total cooperation with God financially. Amen. Amen. According to what he wants. You know, it's according to what he wants. You know, really, you know, and I don't like to say stuff like this, and I probably just better go on and praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So turn to Colossians chapter 1. (laughs) Let's look at verse 25. And let's start at, um, let's start at verse, um, uh, you know, that's really a whole chapter. I can't, you know, you know let's do, let's do uh, um, verse 24 and 25, give us some more context. Who now rejoice in my suffering for you. He's talking about the church of Colossians. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Amen? God is only going to use the church in grace moments. Amen. Now, he can, use some, he, can use a, he can use somebody anointed to help you and influence them by his grace, but it's really to help you. Amen? And, and ultimately, it's to help the church. And uh, you got to realize the purpose of all grace moments is to fulfill the church age. That's why your prosperity is tied to the local church. Some people, don't, they don't believe that. But anyway, it's the truth. Wherefore, I have made a minister. Notice he had to be made a minister. And, and he, in one place, in Ephesians, he said he was made a minister by the grace of God. Which means you can't make yourself a minister. But whatever he makes you, it's by his grace. And everybody's been made something to play a role in something. Amen. Amen. And the key to playing a role is just having a desire to say, Father, here I am. And however you want to use my life, use my life. You are a candidate for grace events. Amen. Amen. You're a candidate for grace moments. Amen. Because it's a moment where the supernatural impacts your life, causing you to do what you couldn't do yourself. Amen, and causing you to be what you could never be without his ability in your life, without his ability in my life. Amen. God wants to use us in a supernatural way to put us on display. Amen. That's why he called the church the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Amen. Now look down here what it says right here. Wherefore, I made a minister according to the dispensation of uh, this dispensation of God, really, could also say the dispensation of the grace of God, and um, and, and and let me say this while I'm here: grace is is one per, you know one person may define it as God's unmerited favor, which means the Bible said you were saved by grace, not of yourself. You didn't do nothing to save yourself. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Your performance didn't save you. Amen. It says we are saved by grace and not of works, which means that when God puts you somewhere or Mary having the baby um, or Abraham and Sarah having, having a child at 190, it means that God did it with them and through them, but it wasn't their performance. Amen. Amen. It, it is supernatural ability. When David took down Goliath, that's a grace moment. Well nobody trying to fight no ten-foot man with a basketball head and and been trained to fight all the days of his life. The door is eight foot tall and add two more feet on to that. You don't even want to fight the door. Never let somebody ten foot, come on now. That's what he was at. That's why everybody else stayed back. (laughs) But but there was an ability on him that superseded his ability. Come on, Tom. we're talking about superseding. Yes. Amen. Amen. Come on now. <laughs> we're talking about superseding. And see, and then when it, when it, when it gets, when it, and it's going to be a church age like this, you might as well decide I'm it. Yes. Amen. It's going to be. And when it happens like this, people are going to know that God is among us. Yes. Amen. Praise God. David said, when I'm done today, all the world is going to know there's a God in Israel. Amen, praise God. Everybody heard about that. Everybody heard about that. Praise God. I'm telling you right now, this thing, it'll turn, it 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 takes it to a whole other level. Corinthians calls it an unspeakable gift. You can't describe what God wants to take you. Amen. You cannot describe the height of where he wants to take people that listen to him. Amen. Praise God. You can't describe it. Now look down here a little bit, Father. It says, um, "So grace is an ability. It's God's ability, oh man, doing what natural man could never do." In a minute, I'm gonna go to John. It said when we were watching Jesus in the earth, we were watching grace after grace after grace because men cannot turn water into wine. That was a grace, amen. And God is talking about this ability coming on the church now the ability is already there but the church is not ready for it I'm preaching to get us ready for it amen no it's not there No, it's not and anybody trying to act like it is it's not there this is not it Dr. Dufresne said if this is it and Jesus comes and raptures this church And takes us out of here, this is all it is to it. He said, I'm marching straight down to the front office. He said, is that all you had for us? He said, I'm going down to the front office. No, he said, I'm pouring out my spirit on all flesh, which is the spirit of grace, and there'll be signs and wonders and miracles and dreams and visions, amen. Come on now. There'll be supernatural manifestations of God's power so people can know and be saved. And so we can get this end time harvest done. Yeah. And God wants to use us. Amen. And that's why he's given me his message. I've never preached it before. Yeah. Amen. I never preached on palms either. Yeah. I never preached on white clothes either. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. We're trying to go somewhere. Yeah. Can't you see he's trying to take us somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you notice it. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Oh, God. <laughs> Sheila, my cousin. Oh. Amen. Listen to what he says right here. Man, praise God. Hallelujah. Um, in prayer sessions, I'm teaching on prayer, I almost took off running three or four times while we're doing the intercessory time. But I couldn't leave the podium because there wasn't nobody up here <laughs> to, to take on what God was showing me. He was showing me. So he says, right, we're in Colossians chapter 1, verse 25. He said, "A grace or this dispensation, of, according to the dispensation of God. Now, dispensation means stewardship. That's one of the one of the ways to define it. That God is going to give people stewardship of graces. Amen. Amen. But you got to be somebody's trusted. Yeah. You don't give somebody stewardship over your car without a driver's license. Amen." Amen. With speeding tickets down at Metro Davidson County courthouse that they haven't paid yet, amen. you do not give them stewardship over your car. Say amen to that. Amen. amen. Praise God. God is waiting on the right church to give this stewardship to. Yeah. Amen. And I'm preaching so to get us ready. Hallelujah. I ain't saying we there. I'm just trying to get us ready. Yeah. The Bible says you ought to desire spiritual things. Yeah. Amen. So let's look down here, and uh, let's look down here. And it says, he says to fulfill the word of God. He said the stewardship was given unto him. He said this dispensation, which is given to me for you. So somebody's going to have to preach this to you and bring it up in you. It ain't going to happen because you read your Bible all day long. No, he said, that this dispensation was given to me so I can minister it to you. Now, hold your place there because it's similar to this. Notice what he says right here. Over here, turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. And, uh, and let's look at um, Ephesians chapter, t- f- chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. For this cause, I'm Paul, prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Somebody got to sell out. Somebody got to sell out. This don't happen without sellouts. He said, I'm a prisoner of Christ. He says this <laughs> He says, For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of the Lord for you Gentiles, which means that I have devoted my entire life to Jesus in order to be a minister to you. And this is why you have to honor ministry gifts. Yes. Because it costs something yes. to do the job right. Amen. It's going to cost your life to do this job right. Yes. Amen. Yes. I'm, just, I'm just, well, praise the Lord, saints. If, you, if ye heard of the dispensation or the stewardship or the administration. That's what this word dispensation, it has some other meanings, but I like, or the... or the the governing administration of stewardship. Stewardship means you've been entrusted with something. Of the dispensation or the stewardship of the grace of God. That he had a stewardship of the abilities of God to help the church come into fulfillment of the word of God. That's what I just read in Colossians. I'm going to go back there. The fulfillment of the word of God. Now what, let's just say this now. What does this church look like with every prophecy in full manifestation? Because that's, that's the word of God that's been given us. So we've been given a stewardship. Amen. So we've been given a stewardship. Come on now. We've been given a stewardship. And so, so when I laid that prophecy down in 2013, in 2013 and he called me out that was the word of God to me Mm -hmm. amen Amen. it's not good stewardship to lay down spiritual things and pick up natural things amen Amen. I'm just talking about me right now I don't want to get on you (laughs) praise God we'll do that another time when you're ready for it amen I came in here and, and I was walking around the sanctuary today and palm leaves were laying all over the floor and that was a stewardship. Yeah. Say, praise God. Amen. I told them put names and addresses on them. on, right. <laughs> Oh, praise God. That was supposed to tell you you got the victory. You should have kept that somewhere to let you know, wait a minute, I, I got the victory. Come on, man. Yeah. See, somebody didn't get it. No. See, people don't always get this. This is the reason why. The church is still here. Uh, we, anyway, praise God. But God's getting ready to do some things in the earth. He said, of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you. Notice that it's given. It has to be given. And let's go up here to verse 7. He says right here, I was made a minister. Notice ministers have to be made. You just can't say, I'm do. no, they got to be made. And normally they got to be made not all the time. They got to be made by another minister. They just don't pop out of, up in the kitchen, in a prophetic office with the kitchen cabinets behind them, with the iPhone in front of them, and calling themselves a prophet. That's a fool. That's what that is. Probably not submitted to nobody. No impartations and just talking. It's a dangerous thing. You play your games like that too. Amen. Amen. So he says right here, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, which is given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Notice grace includes the power of God. Amen. Because it's given to do something that ordinary man can't do. How did he write two? Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. How did he do that? It was a grace given him. How did he do that? God took him up to heaven, took him up to the third heaven and set him down and explained the grace of God to him, explained the new covenant to him, explained this kind of power to him, and then we are supposed to take it and then put it into operation in the earth because we the last generation. Amen. So let's take a look at this, and, um, and we'll go some other place here. He says, he says it was given to him. Look at verse, verse, verse 8. It was given unto me, who I am less than least than all the saints. He humbled himself. You know, this, the, the, God resisted the proud. They don't get no grace. But he gives what? Grace to the humble. Now That's going to tell you something right there now. The arrogant can forget it. Now they can just pack it in. Amen. They can just sack it up. He says unto me, the less <laughs> than least, and all the same. Is this grace given? No, this has to be given. That stewardship of the dispensation and the abilities of God have to be given. Amen. And they make you what He wants you to be. They don't make people what they want to be, it makes them what He wants to be. Amen. I never push for anything he don't want me to have. I'm not trying to make a name for me. It don't have nothing to do with that. It is fulfilling the word of God. Amen. It's being what God said, doing what God said, when he said to do it. Amen. Praise God. And when that happens then there's a supernatural ability that comes into the life of the person or the individual, causing them to do and be what they can never be without God. And that grace is his ability. And he says, I want that happening in the church. Amen. And it's, I've given it. Now it's, (laughs) the life has to be ordered. The first thing you got to have, you can't have no grace without no pastor. You've got to be planted somewhere. That's not, that's not going to happen. Because I'm in disobedience. Disconnected from the local church. I'm not going to keep forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the practice of some. The life has to be aligned. That's why he said broad is the way to lead to destruction. Narrow is the way. Few there be to find it. But see, Gideon had 32,000 men, but God says, I'm not gonna have no grace moment. I'm not gonna have no grace moment with them. We're not defeating no enemy today. You got, you got a house full of disrespectful, dishonorable people that are fearful. Let the, let the fearful people go home. Whole bunch, thousands left. Amen. Then he said, those that lap like a dog, send them home too. What did he end up with? 300 one percent of what he started out with and then grace moment took place the grace moment took place and god gave israel victory with just a handful of people amen the azusa street revival was 300 day of pentecost was 120 He told 500 people to show up. 380 of them had something else to do. I have to qualify for this. Amen. There has to be a qualification for this. And it's going to be a people that qualify because Jesus is bringing this thing to an end. And we're living in in the last days. Ain't no question about that. All you got to do is watch the news. Man, they done gone crazy out there. My goodness, man, I ain't, praise God, I don't even want to talk about that. Praise God forever. Amen. He said, this grace is given to me, who am less than, least than <laughs> all the saints, this grace is given, that I should preach. Preaching is a grace. Teaching is a grace. Amen. Amen. Everything we do is a grace. In the Zusa Street Revival, when the anointing fell in there, there was a lady, and she didn't even know how to play the piano. And the grace came on her. She sat down in the piano and started playing. No lessons at all. Just started playing. Amen. Amen. Praise God. A, <laughs> Balaam was trying to curse, curse Israel over there, probably, in the judges I have to go back and look and find it. And a donkey stopped, stood in his donkey, wouldn't take it. His donkey wouldn't take him to put a curse on Israel. The donkey sat down in the middle of the street. Yes, he did. He sat down right in the middle of the street and Balaam took his whip and started beating on the donkey and weighing him out because he wouldn't move. And then the donkey looked at him and said, when have I ever not moved when you told me to? <laughs> you would have thought Balaam would have figured out the donkey just talked to me. He started talking back to the donkey. Having a conversation, like that was normal. Yeah. No, Balaam, that's a grace moment. Right. <laughs> he started talking, back to having a conversation with the donkey. The donkey said, he's talking, Will you going to listen to me today. <laughs> God's talking about, God's talking about doing things on a whole nother level. Amen, praise God. Now, listen to what it says right here. Let me finish this up. <laughs> Amen. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Now, that's, that's a tall task. Then I'm gonna preach the riches of the anointed one and his anointed. Now Jesus has said that the highest seat, according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible said, God hath highly exalted him. And giving him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus. Everything in heaven's got to bow. Everything in earth has got a bow. And everything under the earth has got to bow. To the name of Jesus. Come on now. And then he turns around and gives you the name. He's getting you to. He's get, letting you. And then whatever you ask comes to pass. Come on now. That's a grace he's trying to give us. Then he turns around and says I'm going to give you keys. Amen. So that you become a ruler. That's a grace in there. That things stop because you say something. (laughs) Come on now. Come on now. That's a grace. That you say something to Corona and it just stopped right there. Come on now. I'm just trying to talk about supernatural ability on flesh. Amen. Doing what flesh can't do. That's a grace and ability. And this age needs it real bad it needs it real bad amen that's why the church ran home it lacked grace to function at that moment and tried to make sense out of it it didn't make, it, it didn't make any sense at all to me and I well, you just radical You well leave me alone I'm trying to go somewhere you ain't gonna go hey, amen I'm just trying to go somewhere they ain't going and I thank God and I praise him nobody died up in here and everybody, I don't care. I'm so, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And anybody got symptoms they got off of? It didn't stay in your house, did it? So the word is true. That's a grace. Amen. Praise God. Well, there's more of them to come. Well, you got to be trained to think like that. You got to be trained to think. That don't just fall on anybody. Let real pressure come. We'll tell you whether you got it, grace or not. Yeah, this is your pawpaw up here preaching. She's pointing at me. She knows this pawpaw. Praise God. Now listen what it says. And he says, to make all men, and to make all men see what is the fellowship. The fellowship of my part, fellowship means my part, of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Amen. So he says right now in another place, the grace is given now. And well, if it's given now, why were so many people running? Then we gotta catch up. Amen. Praise God. And we gotta go farther than where we're going. Amen. I thank God for the people that I listen to. That helped me minister to this church. That's why you can't take yourself. You can't take yourself, I had to listen to people. Yeah. I had to have Dr. Dufresne take my hand when, when nobody was selling buildings at all and the financial institution had discounted the value of church property because the church didn't know how to go through grace, then take on the grace that was afforded them in, in 2008 and 2009 and then when the real estate market fell then, and all people started losing their jobs, the church stopped paying their notes. They look just like everybody else going through the same trial. We are not supposed to look like everybody else in a storm. He's already told us if our house is built on a rock, it's still supposed to be standing after the storm. Amen. We should be able to get out of the boat because of the graces we have and walk on water. I know it's not normal, but walk on it anyway because we got graces they don't have. Amen. We don't have to stay in the boat but you're going to have to do it the way he said to do it. Say amen to that. Now look at this. Now let's do this. And um, how do you access this grace? Go back over here to Colossians chapter 1. Let me look at this. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 25. And um, so, so this grace was given so we could have this grace moments and grace events. This is supernatural power. Every time we lay hands on somebody in the prayer line, minister somebody, and the power of God heal them, that's a grace event. Because we don't have no power to heal nobody. It lets us know we have just cooperated and joined forces with heaven. And now we're having jo- grace moments because we join forces with it. Wait till your checkbook have its grace moment. Amen. I'm going to go there. See, see, praise God. Hallelujah. Because of what we got to do. See, if you read the prophecies over this church, it's talking about grace moments financially for this church. But I know folk threw it in the back of the truck. Just like they threw the leaf. Hey, Amen. I'm just preaching real good right now. See, the Bible says you've got to desire spiritual things. You've got to desire spiritual things. You've got to qualify to live this way. Amen. Without qualifying it, we can grieve the spirit of grace, who is the ability of grace, and quench his work, and it stops working. Then we become natural. That's why Jesus went to all them churches in the book of Revelation. He said, if you don't change, I'll remove your candlestick. When the spirit of grace leaves the church, and it does, they can keep banging on the piano, shouting hallelujah, throwing their hats and running all around, putting on. And one good case of corona come through, they all running. It lets you know that there's no power there to keep doing what we're doing. And our governments, our governments, don't even believe in the power because the churches have failed to manifest it, so they mandate we closed. They don't believe you're safe because you go to church because a lot of them go to church. Ain't no safety at our church. <laughs> yes, they do. They go to church too, but it, praise God, ain't no power at our church. What are preachers talking about? Shut them down. And then one guy, he stood up, and I saw him on YouTube, and he, pre- and he was dead. He died. But they rolled back one of his messages. And he said, we are not leaving out of here. We stand right up in here. Well, he was the first one that died. And everybody starts single-filing out the door. Whole sanctuary completely empty. No, we got to go after this. I was trained to go after it. I was, I was trained to go after the supernatural, the people that God put me with. See, I didn't pick, God picked. He said, I'm going to give you a pastor. That's the first grace right there. That's the first grace. I'm, I'm, if God's involved in it, it's a grace. So it takes a grace to be in the right place. It takes a grace to be under the right man and woman of God. Yes, it does, because he said, I'm going to give them to you. Not, go, not look at the back of the truck and pick the church of your choice. Boy, you've been, anyway. I'm preaching real good right now cuz I'm trying to go somewhere. Look what it says right here in Colossians chapter 1 verse 25. And it says right here, "Where am I made a minister according to the dispensation which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God." Now, my 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 my, my um uh, my inner inner my uh, my center column reference says to preach the word of God. Well, that's part of it. But also to fulfill it means, to fulfill it means, and and God had to show me this, to fulfill it means to fulfill every prophetic word. And it's not fulfilled if it's just preached. It's fulfilled if it's completed. It's fulfilled if it's done. Amen. It's fulfilled if it's done. And so the word of God and we taught in the Word of God, the Word of God can come from the Bible, but it can also come from a prophetic word. Because, because it's a prophetic word that came from God, then it's the Word of God too. And you're going to have to do that. You have to do that word too. And so, um, and so when I, um, and I tell on myself, I just mentioned it, and I didn't understand all these things, I knew a, prof- a prophetic word was important. That is when somebody, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, is prophesying, not prophesying. It's a difference between the two. Amen. Praise God. It's you know that's why you need anyway. Praise the Lord. Praise God. But I was a type of person. I never ventured out from my man of God. I didn't run all over town looking for other priests. Because if God gave me somebody, that's where the grace is. Amen. I'm not running all over the city. I'm staying with the grace he gave me. I Praise God. I need, need to preach over here to you. Because a lot of people think there's a grace for them somewhere else. Amen. You know the grace for the trees on this property? They get bought a hill off of this property. They don't run across the street and try to replant themselves. Amen, the Bible said they that are planted in the house of the Lord, not visiting all over, they, they shall flourish, and in their latter years they shall be productive. Yeah. See, I had no sense to know that. I had no sense to know that, that God gave me somebody. I knew it was a grace when he gave, I couldn't even say it at the end. When Dr. Jacobs got him first priest the first night, he was teaching on the name of Jesus, keys to the kingdom, the authority we had. I've been in church all my life. I didn't know the authority we had in the name of Jesus. The grace we had. The stewardship we had to use his name. You shouldn't fail with the stewardship of the name of Jesus. How do you fail using his name? How do you lose... When he says, whatever you ask in my name, oh, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How, how, how do you lose with the name of Jesus? And he, say, he didn't say, Colossians, Corinthians didn't say we just use it. It said it is our name. Yeah. Amen, because you are his body. Yeah. Amen, when we call your name, your toes come in too. Right. <laughs> Amen, praise God amen praise God Bradford his footage name Bradford too when I said Bradford go get my glasses his legs his feet his body and everything came amen his head just couldn't come who was going to carry the glasses back in here (laughs) he he needed his head. he needed his whole body to fulfill the assignment now I'm going to take off running (laughs) Jesus needs his whole body to fulfill this dispensation so you, every part of him is grace. So I don't care where you are, you supernatural. And you're going to do a supernatural job in the earth. Amen. Praise God. And he is unfulfilled without you. It says we are his body. The fullness of him that fulfills all in all. And he said, This grace was given to me to fulfill the word of God. So if God gave us a prophecy, he's ready to release a grace that will step you up supernaturally. Amen. If you use your faith. You better not. I done told you quit throwing the prophetic word around. I already did it. Why you gotta do it? <laughs> Amen. I still got my leaf. Why you ain't got yours? <laughs> I keep up with my stuff. You don't be losing stuff. Laying down spiritual things. Throwing your oh, Ain't sent ain't your Bible. <laughs> oh, I got to go home. It's in 15 minutes. Help me, Jesus. He said this, he said this grace was given to me in verse 25, to fulfill the word of God. Now, turn over here, because I just preached it. Let me show it to you. Boy, it went all over when God showed me this. And I heard Brother Copeland say this. He said, Jesus is incomplete without you. Because you are his body. I know one thing. Your head better not just show up at church. And that's supposed to be normal. No, that's the day we empty the building out. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care what you say preacher there's something wrong with that church up there it's just heads on chairs it's just head. come on man that's going to be make the news at 6 and 10 yeah. Yeah. it's going to go in the Guinness Book of Records or some kind of weird thing they got out there <laughs> we're not weird either okay let's do this Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse and and verse 7 I I want to look at that well praise God the word of God is just so rich we ought to stay all night to try to get it but I'm not (laughs) Paul did it one night yes he did man fell out the window, and died Went to sleep on the grace of God. <laughs> Fell out a two-story window and died. And then Paul went out there with the grace and raised him from the dead. He yeah. said, next time try to stay up. <laughs> if you're gonna sit in the window. Look what it says right here. In verse 7. In whom we in Jesus we have redemption through his blood. I mean what we know, redemption means put everything back where it belongs. Now see there, see there, now see there. We are as of God, and join us with everything he has is ours. Now what's it going to look like when we really get ours? And redemption means put everything back where it belongs. And I don't know if I'm going to have time to get there, but 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15 says, when you get everything that really belongs to you, it's called unspeakable. I'm talking about in this life. You can't, it's, it's called unspeakable. Yeah, yeah. That you can't even articulate once the graces start flowing in your life and God starts moving in your life. Well, it could, and, and how do we know it's true? The Bible said Jesus did so many works you couldn't even, you couldn't even document it. And say, well, well what's wrong? Well, we just keep missing grace moments. We keep reading, and every time you read in the Old Testament, you read in Genesis. You start reading about David. You start reading about Solomon. You know, you start reading about uh, you start reading about uh, Samuel, the prophet Samuel. You start reading about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you start reading about Joseph, and you start reading about the patriarchs, You're reading about grace moments. Yeah. That's what you're reading about. You're reading about grace moments where God took people beyond where they are and where they couldn't take themselves. God don't want you to live an ordinary life. He wants you to live an extraordinary life. Yes, amen. amen. Now, he says right here, let's do this. He says, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness is according to the riches of his grace. His grace is so rich you shouldn't even think about sin. His grace is so rich that he don't even think about sin. He don't think about what you did yesterday. He don't think about what you did this morning. You do need to repent, but he don't think about it. And if I think about it, it hinders my ability to flow in his grace because I don't believe in his forgiveness. And it's a faith problem. And faith is the first step to accessing this grace. That's the first step. You got to develop your faith. Yeah. How do you develop your faith? Hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. So when you throw your prophetic words there, and what's what are the words about? The words are about, those those words about. It, the words are delineating the grace we're supposed to be walking in. That's what they They're delineate. You shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That is a grace. Amen. Praise God. And then when I get it in me and I believe it, and then I go out and start doing it, it says the Lord went with him, confirming the word. So, ain't no way power ain't going to flow. It's no way grace is not going to flow. Amen. But that doesn't happen in my life if I never look at that word. It doesn't happen in my life. If I never look at that word, that grace doesn't show up. Oh, yeah. So Romans, let me just quote it. I think it's Romans chapter 5. It says, they that have received the abundance of grace. Well, let's go look at it. Romans chapter 5. So how much grace are you taking in today? Well, I took in the news at 6 and that's not a grace. <laughs> Romans the word you take in determines the grace you walk in if I had to pick that prophecy up in 23rd we wouldn't even be here today and she would probably be in the poor house Pastor Cynthia came to me and said Crystal's struggling and I said oh man I thought she wouldn't struggle Dr. Jacob sent her down here. The rest of our church was struggling. Crystal Gang got down here with us. (laughs) She started struggling a little. Join the struggle, sister. (laughs) Join the struggle. Where your church, where you can't pay your bills. That is so absurd. For what we've been given. She came to me and told me, Crystal, a lot of times people don't want to tell me stuff. They go tell Pastor Seth. Somehow they just feel like it's softer coming to her. And they know she gonna come tell me. <laughs> Some of them know that. And Crystal knew she was gonna come tell me. So we riding home from church. <laughs> and robbing Peter to PayPal. She said Crystal's struggling financially. She wasn't doing that. She says can't even find a job. She's having to work two jobs, and neither one of them pay her medical benefits. And she's getting behind financially. And God told me it's your fault. I said, "How's it my fault? You're the leader." And, I, and it really got on me because how does somebody move their family? I ain't talking about being no pastor. I'm just talking about somebody that wants to help you fulfill God's plan. How do they covenant and link up with you and they fail with the assignment on your life? Now, you may not even think like that. That's how I think. He said, I gave you pastors that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. You're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. Delivered from lack, of fear, and disappointment. Yes. Well, then something is not working. That's how I think. I don't just keep rolling. Something is jacked up. That's not grace. He said, It's your fault. We went in Dr. Jacob's office. He said, Keith, that's the only time he's ever done that with me. He said, Keith, I believe Chris was supposed to be in Nashville. And I knew what was going on in Nashville. Dr. Frank called us a pathetic church. And that's exactly what we were. I'll tell you why in a minute. Because the church was loaded with non-tithers and fornicators. Ultimate disrespect and dishonor. Calling you. There there won't be no grace hitting church and no home like that either. And if people living like it, don't touch my ministry. You're doing good enough, I just give you a chair. The Bible tells me to kick you out. I said the Bible tells me to. And it says fulfill the word of God. So amen to that. You want the power to work or you want to run from Corona like all the rest of them? Because that's why they were running. House loaded with it. From the top to the bottom. I'm preaching real good right now. I'm talking for people that really want to go here. Because he ain't going to give it to anybody. You just ought to know that. You you oughta known the church age long enough. Y'all done been in churches. We may not come when you want them to in it right. You done been in all that kind of stuff like that. You done heard it all your life. Most people are turned off with it and don't even go. If you think I'm gonna do my life with the dishonorable and disrespectful, well, you got me wrong. You anyway. Well, praise God. I'll just preach to you, Ms. Upish. this. Help me carry this back there, Bradford. <laughs> Set that up on the back row back out. <laughs> I got a saint in here, so I don't care. <laughs> we going somewhere now. You ought to want the house right. You ought to want your own house right. So he brought me in, in his office and said, Crystal is struggling. I mean, he brought, I'm sending her down there. Too. I knew what he was saying. It was going to be trouble. I tried to talk him out. I said, well, she's a good saint. Why don't you keep her up here? I said, why don't you just keep Crystal up here? Because you really, you, you don't want to come down to Nashville. We, 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 we the bad boys down there. You do not want to come down here with us. We hustling down here. I got, I got seven jobs trying to keep this church up because we doing this thing wrong. You don't want to bring her down here because the hustle is on. <laughs> You, you, I'm telling you, we're going to come into sweatless blessings I'm telling you that now I'm, I'm going to tell you right now We're going to come into some Because grace ain't about what you sweat for Grace is about what he died for Amen, praise God It's about what he died for We're going to come into some stuff now And, and praise God, in the same power, Miss Agnes That's the grace, the same power Come on now It'll lift you, come on now Grace will lift you because it's God's ability Amen. So we changed everything I, I, That's a whole message I changed it He came in and started talking I changed everything And the disrespectful jumped up and ran out Because I never could have built this with them Stay away from the bad group You cannot build with them I'm telling you now I'm just trying to tell you The Bible said we could, the, Jesus prophesied in the book of Malachi The day has come where people that are honorable Spoke one with another you cannot function with a disrespectful group. Amen. I'm just telling you, right. Right. I'm telling you. So yeah, it's tight, but it's right. So, so we changed. As soon as we did, she called me up. She said, "It's a company I was trying to work for." She said they never, you know, they not even offered me the job I, went, when, when I was putting in for. They offered me a job on another level. She ended up making, making $15,000 more than she did in Indiana. Bought her own house without knowing a man. Come on now. Come on now. She did all, Praise God. It turned. See, if we do this right, the grace will flow. The grace will flow. Yes, it will. Look at what it says right here. Now, it says for, and now Brother Jim back there. We're going to talk about Brother Jim. Brother Jim be sending me all these reports and, and, and how the increase done to hit him. When he came here, he was working two jobs. He came at the time we turned. He was working two jobs. So I'm talking about grace moments. Yes. Yes. See, we done got into it. And the reason why God has had me talk because we done got into it. We, be, we had a grace moment building this building. was nobody trying to get in no building and no, no corona. Ain't nobody, ain't no bank trying to loan no church money, doing no corona time. People are leaving churches. Right, right. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. And I didn't even know we was having a great grace. My pastor down and looked at me. She said, Keith, you know you're building a building in the middle of a pandemic? I said, you're right. I never <laughs> thought about it. I never gave one thought to it at all. That's why you can't have unanointed people around you. Oh, Pastor, we shouldn't be trying to do this right now. Shut up. God told us to do it. So we're doing it. Come on, Miss Christina, why don't you just finish the message? will not you just finish it tonight? what you just say? We're going to pay it off now. Because he can really grace 200 people with 5,000. It's going to be the easiest fi- It's going it's to be the easiest Money ever came in your checking the pile. You're going to get it graced in there Say Jesus grace it in there <laughs> It is good See I'm way ahead of y'all I've been preaching I done preached four times on this And I got four of the messages coming to me A lot of me, Praise God Let's go and hit that bowl of jelly How about that Make you run. Hallelujah. I think somebody ran. doing it. One of my fours in here. Somebody took off running. Carrie took off running. The grace here of Carrie took. Run, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, I wouldn't tell you to run now. I was saying you ran. Okay, okay, you knew that, didn't you? But other people didn't. They was expecting you to take off. If Romans five seventeen it says, "For by one man's offense, death was in charge. <laughs> when death's in charge, you don't have no grace. Right. Much more, they which receive the abundance. How much grace you got to receive? You're gonna need. It. <laughs> you don't want your grace take running on e. Running on grace fumes." Isn't it better to have abundance of gas in yeah. your tank? don't you like the hand way over here on this side because you don't think about you don't think about gas when it's over here but you let that dude come on back over here like this bouncing up on top and down <laughs> bouncing on the empty you trying to turn the car certain ways so it looks like you got enough gas trying to drive on sideways so it looks like you got more gas Praise the Lord, saints! Isn't it wonderful to go in there and say, "Fill it up," yeah. instead of saying, "Give me five on regular." <laughs> That's how you talk when you when abundance is not there, but grace is about abundance. <laughs> I'm praying that God help me get this out. I ain't never preached it before. I know who it's for. Come on now, I know who it's for. I already know who it's for. I would have said the same thing. I would say this for me too. I wouldn't just sit there acting like I'm still at church. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Faith will say this is mine. David didn't wait to say, David didn't let Goliath like sit up there and talk about how, you know, I'm going I'm you know, to feed your files to body. To, he said, I'm going to cut your head smooth off. <laughs> he told her to do. Because he had abundance of grace. The Bible said the spirit of God came on him mightily. What happens when it comes on your checkbook mightily? What happens when it comes on your marriage mightily? It's the spirit of grace. Why you want to live without it? I don't know. He said they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. They shall reign in life. Grace calls you to reign. Amen. By one Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, God told me, and I'll just hit this and I'm going to stop. Because I'm, I'm in overtime again. He said, now, he said, no, son, I gave you the prophecy book. I told you to put it together. And then I told you to give it to the whole church. There's two sections in that prophecy book. There's several of them. but one of the section deal with nothing but finances. Amen. and one of them deal with healing. There was a woman in our church that went to work, and there was a lady that was having female problems. And she told our church members she's having female problems. And she said, my pastor put together these healing scriptures and confessions. I use them on my body. You want me to make you a copy and give them to yours? And I never met this lady in my life. She said, yeah, bring them to me and give them to me. The lady took the confessions home. It tells you why God going to hear you and then give you what to say. Okay, yep. Amen. Amen. And then when you believe it, grace flows. I'm not trying to be graphic, but she's having a bleeding situation. She took those scriptures home over the weekend, came back Monday, and says, I'm healed. Totally restored. Because it said he sent his word. Amen. So all we did was send the word. And then when she believed it, she was receiving abundance of grace. And then when she declared those prayers, her body had to listen to the grace that she was releasing, and it changed her whole body. Amen. That's a grace. That's a grace moment. Yes, sir. See, there's a stroke, with the same sheets. Now, the sheet don't the sheet don't care if it's a, if it's a female problem. It don't care if it's a stroke. It don't care if it's a mental problem. The grace don't care. Amen. And it don't care. It don't care if it's a money issue. I'm going to go there now. I'm going now. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Go over here to 2 Corinthians. Lord Jesus. Lord yes, God. I am. Because yeah. he told me, now, you've got to pre. He said, now, he said, he said, <laughs> y'all ain't got enough time for me. He said, now, because you put them sheets, he said, now, because we're doing noonday prayer. Because he said, I listen. He said, start doing noonday prayer. So, he says, now, noonday prayer, every day you got to pick one day out of the week, you got to pray about finances, and one day a week you got to pray about money if you want them two anointings in your church. He said, I told you this house shall be known for healing. Yeah. Amen. And it's going to be known for supernatural increase, too. Yeah. So he says, now, if you want those graces in your church, you're going to have to pray. Do a noonday prayer, take a time out, and pray over the healing anointing. Because Pastor Nancy said, that this church shall be known for healing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on now, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus known for healing. That's right. That's right. And you are his body. That's Amen. right. Amen. Amen. You are his body. Yeah. So the body should be known for the anointing, yes. too. That's right. The healing. The she said the healing anointing is coming on this church, this church shall be known for healing. Now, so, what, so, so guess what? Now, the word of God's got to be fulfilled. Now the word of God, it's got, fulfilled means coming to manifestation. Because we are his body. The fullness of him that fulfills him. We ain't trying to fulfill you, we're fulfilling him. We're not trying to fulfill me, we're fulfilling him. Your life is hid with Christ. Paul said, um, Christ liveth in me. You are the anointed one and his anointing. And your Oh, identity is gone. And with that being gone, then it's supposed to be the same way it was with him. Grace after grace. Promotion after promotion after promotion. Increase after increase after increase. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Now see, that's a grace not to have an end. Come on now, that's a grace not to have an end. Yes, it is. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The devil wants everybody to see a end. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, as far as you need to go. Uh-huh. He'll tell you that. Boy, you done hit your high mark now. Yeah. <laughs> 50 cent on the dollar. You done hit your high mark now. <laughs> All right, let's go down here. 2 chapter 8. Let's just jump right in it with both feet. Let's just jump into 10 feet. You know, sometimes you can go to the pool and just step, go down under, on the baby end, put your ankles in. You know, you can put your ankles in, then kind of wade on in there. Probably about an hour or two later on, you might be swimming. You might be back out of the water again. I don't know. But when you go in and find the deep part and just leap, <laughs> boy, that ain't number one thing gonna happen to you. You're gonna get the full load. Yeah. We're gonna leap. Yeah. We're right. gonna. We're going to take a run and run and, take a, and just jump over into the grace. And just let whatever happened to you, happen to you. You have abandoned yourself now. Come on now. When you live like that, <laughs> when you live like that, when you just take over and run and just jump in there on the deep end. I'm talking about where you can't stand up. Come on now. Because it, it talked about that kind of revival coming. I believe Ezekiel talked about it, talking about the river coming, it was ankle deep. Then you stayed long enough, it got knee deep. Yeah. Then it got waist deep. Yeah. Then it got up to your chest. You couldn't even stand no more because the current was going yeah. to take you somewhere. God trying to take you somewhere. And you ain't going to ever take yourself. Right. Right. No, you're not. No, you're not. Right. you live long enough to take yourself somewhere. Right. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. Look over right. at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For so you know the grace, because you got abundance of it, didn't you? You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich. And that's loaded. Yet for your sakes he became poor. That ye through his poverty might be what? Rich. People, so religious people don't like that scripture. Because they can't see themselves ever walking in that. That's why I don't like healing. Scripture. That's why people, that's why believe people, and some people don't fail. A man told me, I'm sorry. He told me, he said, I don't go to church no more. I prayed my wife died anyway. She died because you didn't know what you was doing. Amen. Just tell me the church you go to. And I can tell you didn't know what you was doing. You didn't, have the, you didn't have the pastor God gave you. You just went down there somewhere. And they don't know nothing now. They don't even believe in healing at your church. Right. Why did you even pray? Yeah. Thought you was going to get something special? in unbelief. And I just know when you got the doctor's report, it just zipped your heart zero of faith. It just zapped whatever hope you had. We've done all we can do. Have you ever gone in the waiting room and seen we can do, we done done all we can do faces? You don't see a count it all joy face when you fall into diverse temptations, you don't see that. That's why Pastor Kyle was right. He said, Pastor Over, for the things we preach, it's going to take more faith than people are currently producing. He said, know the grace, he said, you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to make you Jesus. That's what, we, that's what Resurrection Sunday is about. Right. That's what Good Friday is about. He took your poverty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took not having a, He took give me $5 on the regular for uh, you. Uh, that's right. no. yeah. Yeah. He took that. Yeah. He, took getting, he took getting the worst tires for your car for you. He took shopping at Poe boy ties. Say amen to that. Who do you think all them good ties up there for? The heathen? He said, if you seek the kingdom first and his righteousness, I'll give you all the things that the Gentiles seek. It'll be added to you. That's a grace. So where is the seeking the kingdom first at? church going to have to come up yeah. to get in this. Yeah. But I'm going to preach it. Whether we, I'm preaching it. Amen. And whosoever will. Yeah. Let him. I ain't even picking out no name. I'm going to do like whosoever. Yeah. Let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. I'm going to preach it. Yeah. I ain't trying to have the, the, the inferior church like we used to be. Paul called the Corinthian church an inferior church. You're weaker than all the other churches I go to. And that's what this was here. Everybody in our camp knew this was the weakest church in the group. And Pastor, is, Pastor Rogan is no question there's an anointing on your life to preach the gospel. And then they realize real quick, it ain't about how good you can preach or how good you can sing. The question is, are you fulfilling the word of God and doing what he said to do? I ain't blessing to nobody but the obedient. It ain't about that. It ain't about getting up here and singing and sounding right. Are you living right? We done had some of the best preaching and the best singing this planet has ever heard. And all of their churches shut down. Because there wasn't no grace in there. I'm not trying to do that. I done told you I was brought up by two prophets and they didn't play. Some some people half scared when Dr. Jacobs comes. Crowd goes down to Zilch. They all in here on Sunday morning. (laughs) Boy, they hear him a couple of times, bingo! They gone. They didn't run me off, I just changed. Because I'm going after the whole thing. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Man, it's taking too long. Make me feel like Tarrant County Convention Center, like we're going to be here three hours. If y'all would just say amen. And then go home and study this. Don't go home and turn on the big show if you're going to stay up. Now, if you're going to go home and go to bed, go going to go to bed. But if you're going to be doing the big show, you cannot sit down the Word and pick up the big show. <laughs> Say, amen that. Amen. I'm trying to help you, man. Gonna, Jesus said, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. All I got to do is stand around you now and see what you talk about. That's what you got richly. Me too. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace. He said, I can load you down. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. God is able to make all grace. You know what a bound does? It just keeps coming. Abound towards you. What's life going to be? I'm not talking about hitting your neighbor. I'm talking about hitting you. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor (laughs) Cynthia went (laughs) and bought (laughs) that (laughs) Mercedes. And you got to put 93 in there. 93. (laughs) Ain't no 87. 93 and 87 don't cost the same. (laughs) Sometimes people buy a car because it's an 87. What? (laughs) 93? No. Even if it's what they want. Mm -hmm. It's a difference in price in 93 and 87. So the lady told us when we bought the car, (laughs) she said, no, you can just kind of mix some 87 and 93 in there. Now, why was she saying that? Because she wasn't expecting no grace on Pastor Cynthia. And I told her, I said, if you drive this car the lot, it is 93. Because if you put 87 in there, it's going to mess with some stuff in there. Because it's not designed for 87. And he said, well, you, it'll gunk it up a little, but you put that 93 in there and it'll clean it on back out. Well, if I mean, if I keep 93 in it, then I won't even have to clean it at all. Yeah. See, praise God. God wants you to fill up on 93. He doesn't want you. Come on now. He wants you to fill up on 93. He he wants this octane in you. Come on now. (laughs) Hallelujah. So when you get ready to hit that abundance of grace, you just step on the gas and it don't say, come, come, (laughs) come. Amen. I want a church that'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Nancy said a church of 200 people ought to be able to pay the building off in one day by each one of them giving $5,000. This see, I almost threw my notebook. What is God's children doing going around ain't got $5,000? Right, right. Say amen to it. Amen. I know you wouldn't say oh me, but say amen to that. Amen. How you gonna be blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places? Right, right. <laughs> right, right. Karina's laughing. She thought it was funny. Blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places and ain't got $5,000. For what God wants. For what He wants. Amen. And God can't come down here and say, How much is that? He can't come down here. He can't come down here and have Mary's baby. She got to have it. Can't come have Elizabeth's baby. She got to have it. And the only way she can have it, she's got to believe in these words of grace yeah. that build you up. Yeah. That's what it says. These words of grace build you up. They make you what God wants you to be, yeah. and they get you your inheritance Amen. if you will receive abundance of them. Amen. I don't need your money. I need your faith because yeah. you'd had the money. You'd already gave it five thousand. Yeah. So I don't need your money. What I need is your faith. Faith. Faith will get. It, it said it is enough. Hold this. Y'all got a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Say so you don't watch the big show anymore. Do I need to make a dismission for the big show people? <laughs> this is church on the rock. On this rock. Look over here Romans chapter 4. In verse 16, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish it because I know I'm pushing some of y'all. I can, you can feel it. You can just feel it. Some people make you feel it. You can just feel it. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. So, faith makes grace possible. Amen? I need your faith or grace won't flow. Faith comes by hearing what God said. And when she said that a church of 200 people ought to have $5,000 and pay and take the bank and hand the bank a million dollars. See, I had to change in order for her life to change and his life to change. And really, all of y'all. Yeah. His testimony is all over this church yeah. now. So I ain't ever going back. You just need to understand right. that. Right. I'm not going back to that. Oh no. Oh no. oh, no. oh, no. I'm not going back to that kind of life. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was saying that Dr. Frame took my hand by selling. It was a grace moment to sell that building over. Because we were selling at a time where the church had devalued all the property. So I needed somebody that was going to come with a down payment large enough where the bank would even do business with them. They couldn't put down on no 20%. They was gonna to have to put down almost 40%. And God sent, and Dr. Dufresne took hand he and I took hands. He didn't even want to take my hand at first. He said every time I agree with preachers, then I come back, they have taken their faith off of what they said they were believing for. And they don't even have the courtesy to call me to tell me they're not even believing for that anymore. They play with their faith. It's not real to them. They stood before God and asked for something, and then it looks like it doesn't work out, and then they back out. I'm getting this sermon right at the front door with my hand standing out. He is not touching my hand. He don't know I was in Tarrant County Convention Center the same night he was there. We was in there together. He didn't, I didn't even know him. And I didn't even know the man's going to be standing in my building this day. Right. I said, I'll never back out. I'm a covenant man. I say, I'm with you. I'm with you. And when I said that, he grabbed a hold of my hand. He said, this building is smiling at somebody. And somebody's smiling at this building. This building is sold in the name of Jesus. And then God came to me and said, you won't even need a relative. People came and bought the building. Pastor, why are you looking at your watch? Okay, just make sure you, okay, okay, good. I I didn't know if you, praise God, I need to let the big show people go. I didn't know. I didn't know if you was going to be leaving with them. I, I just never know. Amen, praise the Lord. Okay, 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 I got you. You with me? You still with me? Praise God. What's that song? TC, are you with me? (laughs) Huh? we having church we ain't going nowhere (laughs) the people were literally smiling at the building we got all the money we're supposed to get out of bed so we could get here praise God I hope you realize you're standing right in the middle of a miracle I just hope you know we're we, we riding we ride this thing. We're not trying to stay ankle deep. We're riding this thing out to waist deep, yeah. out to out chest deep, yeah. so we can get over our head, yeah. riding it on out there. Come on now, we got folks returning. We got folks that's getting healed from strokes. Yeah. That means the nervous system, the works, the grace, the nervous system on this side is putting everything everything's thing's back, and if it was yours, you'd be glad you had a word from the Lord. You'd be glad you could feel your leg here. Praise the Lord Jesus. <laughs> you'd be glad it was your leg. Yeah, you ain't got to wait till it's your leg. Learn how to rejoice with those that rejoice. Rejoice that Crystal got her a house. Jim ain't doing two jobs no more. Crystal right here done got bliss coming in. She called me, talking about how she got bliss coming in and going out. Amen, hallelujah. You've been promoted since you've been here. You're going to go and talk cotton over there. Yeah. It should be more people running in this church. And I know they talk about running. Now, I don't like senseless running. But if you know the Lord been good to you. Come on now. <laughs> or you just get a revelation. Hallelujah, bless you. <laughs> yeah, we were preaching last week about Jesus restoring the locusts and the cankerworm worms grown out. Old Kenny Jackson back, he's my stepbrother. My mama remarried married his daddy. Kenny took off running. He was in the hospital 360 days. He told him he wasn't coming out. He said, he said, Dr. Rogan, he said, I just told, I just said, we're not dying. We're not dying today. I just said, we're not dying today. I said, Pastor Cowan taught you that. I said, don't you ever leave him. See, some people, anyway, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, chapter 9, verse 8. I got to stop. God is able to make all grace abound to you. You always have all sufficiency, including your $5,000. And abound unto every good work. Amen. But how does this grace work? Well, you got to start at verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Every man, according as he is purposed in his heart, you don't need the money. You just need the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, somebody didn't even hear me. Yeah. Yeah. People said they're going to give, seeing if they can get the money. Mm-hmm. Don't start with the money. Start with purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Don't start with the money. Start with your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really believe in what God is doing? See, people try to make it about the money, and I'm glad God showed me, Keith. It ain't never about the money. It's always about the honor, and it's always about the purpose. If your purpose is right. I'll give you the money. If your purpose is right. Right. I'll grace. I'll make all grace abound towards you. Amen. God was going to bless <laughs> Doctor Jacobs And Doctor Euphran came and covered together. Doctor Jacobs said. I wanted to give him a thousand dollars, I didn't even have it. He said, He because said, he's gonna become my man of God. I want to show him honor. And so he put down on a piece of paper when I get the thousand dollars, I'm going to honor my man of God. Wrote it on a slip of paper. And then the thousand dollars came because the purpose was there. It's not about the money, it's about the purpose what is your purpose do you have a love for what God loves the church his house yes, yes. then the money is good is in your pocket Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. he said let him purpose in his heart he didn't say let him go get a job he didn't say, let, go, let him go get another job. Let me work some overtime hours. He didn't say that. He said, let him purpose in his heart. And then so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity. God loveth. And then I, I told the intercessing people, you already got to know where the verbs are in your Bible. You must always know where the verbs are in your Bible. Concerning you and concerning God. He said, you are to purpose in your heart. That's your action. Develop purpose. If you don't have purpose, you ain't living. Let him purpose. That's his action. God, that building shouldn't have a note on it, should it? I know you can't come down here and pay it off, but I am. I'm down here with your purpose. I tell you what, if you drop it in here on me, somebody did it Sunday. I said, you take it, take it right down there and hand it to Fred. And tell him some others coming right behind here. Amen. Praise God. Because right. you know what? If you, if, if you can purpose, you can purpose for more than that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He said you purpose in your heart. Yeah. God blesses, God graces according to the condition and purpose of your heart. Yeah. He said if you purpose in your heart, then, and, and, and you do it cheerfully, yeah. amen, yeah. then he can't stop loving you. His action is loving you. Amen. Come on now. And when the love of God just keeps hitting you, it just keeps rolling in on you. Amen. He, he loves. He can, his action of his heart. I, I, they living with so much purpose down there. It looks like heaven on earth with the purpose they got down there, there. I want the angels loading him up. I want, praise God, I want the Holy Ghost yeah. flooding. I want to flood you with all kind of grace. You yeah. see, people, people got to get their, the purpose of their heart right. Hallelujah. Glory yeah. to God. He said, God loveth. The amplifier said, he will not do without this person. He will not do without this kind of and you know the one, number one problem with people in the church? Purpose. It's purpose. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But everybody ain't got to do it. This group right here can just purpose. Hey. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He, got, he got rid of all the Gideon's people. But anyway, I ain't trying to yeah. talk about I ain't <laughs> trying to get rid of nobody. Nothing like that. Amen. I'm just trying to say. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> he said, God is able, but he finds this cheerful, purposeful giver. He said, I'm going to take you in a financial grace that you ain't never seen in your life. It's not just about throwing money. It's about purpose. It's about honor. It's not about moving money. It's about purpose. You have to understand the purpose of the kingdom. That's seeking the kingdom first, living with purpose. Let him, purpose is not about the money, but it's the purpose of the heart. God don't have no problem moving money. That's the easiest thing for him to do. Finding a heart with purpose and cheerfulness. That's what he's looking for. It ain't about the money, it's the condition of the heart. Once that's right. All grace. All grace. I remember this guy, I gotta stop. I know I've said that. I had several closing. When he came to church, Church on the Rock, Indiana, he didn't even have, you could just look at him and tell he just didn't have that much money. You know what I'm talking about. But he kept talking with purpose. He said when, (laughs) he said when I, he said when God, God gave him an idea for a business. He said, When God blessed my business, he said, I am going to take care of this church. I'm helping Dr. Jacobs with his plane. He started having purpose. And man, I just can't tell you how grace abounds. He started walking, he fulfilled all that. He started walking in the church, started paying the whole staff. He didn't, he paid them himself. He'd walk in on Sunday morning and be setting money on all the staff chair, Dr. Jacob's chair. Just money kept coming in because a grace moment came and his business became in such demand. Money just start flowing. This is not about our ability. Mm -hmm. It's about our purpose, and it's about His abundance. God always matches purpose with abundance when it's done with cheerfulness, and you'll start having grace moments. I'm just talking about an area. I just hit on the area of finances. Purpose in your heart. Go back and look at those prophecies. We ain't supposed to have no building note. We got to put a building out there. Amen. Even if you go on this side of town, God, those people out there helped us. Yes, they did. They helped us to get here that we need to help them to do what they gotta do and one of the ways we can do this is get this note off this building but you act like $5,000 is not out there just lift your hands to heaven I'm over my time I know I know but I did it for a purpose I did it because of the grace of God that is abundant toward us